Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. I'm super excited for the article, the content we've got planned out for you guys today. I'm going to be reviewing an article um, entitled, Why Aren't Millennials Having Kids? Eight Insights into the Child-Free Life. Um, But before I do that, many of you might be aware that the Pope Francis has actually just recently come out and said some pretty uh, controversial things regarding having children. Um... He, he he's basically blatantly, blatantly said that if you're choosing not to have children, you're being selfish. And um, that's a very strong statement uh, to, to say in today's world of hyper-individualism and chasing personal happiness. Um, a lot of the times on this show, we take the position that, um, you know, you should always be thinking about the next person and the collective whole and the individual, the individual should not supersede the family. And so you might think that, um, you know, I'm just going to get on here and talk a lot about, uh, why <laughs> it, it is selfish to avoid having children. But I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, I'm still kind of formulating what I think about that statement, but obviously, um, I am hugely in favor of having children. I think it's a good thing to do. Um, but really, I'm not going to get into an opinion thing today. I'm just going to kind of review an article that I've seen um, that popped up on my on my uh, internet. because And it had a good title, and I just wanted to investigate why. Because a lot of us might not even be aware that this child rate decline is happening. You know, people like Elon Musk have recently said that um, I think Elon Musk said that if we continued on our current trajectory, if the birth rate continued on its current trajectory, society would collapse is the way that he put it. And those statements are really, um, they're affronting to, to me personally, um, not in a bad way. It's just shocking to to see these people with such influence saying these things um, that I don't necessarily disagree with. I You know, I think there are serious consequences to not having children, but um, today I just want to review this article um, And once again, the article is on today.com and it's entitled, Why Aren't Millennials Having Kids? Eight Insights into the Child-Free Life. Um, And the author is uh, A. Pulowski. If you want to look it up, we'll have the link to it in the show notes, of course. But I'm going to be reading it today. I've skimmed it a little bit. There were a couple of things that seemed interesting that I wanted to talk about and review. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and dive right into the article. Parenthood was once thought of to be inevitable, a destiny for healthy, fertile adults. No more. Many people are opting out, a life choice that still provokes debate. The number of babies born in the U.S. last year fell to the lowest level in 32 years, with younger women especially having fewer kids. I mean, right off the bat to me, guys, that's just very sad. Uh, The lowest birth rate level in 32 years, I mean, in the U.S., of course, um, with younger women having the fewest. I mean, that's just very shocking, guys. That's very sad to me. Um, 
you know, we talk a lot about on the show how marriage is being postponed and that how that is most certainly not a good thing for anybody, particularly young people. Um, and here we see that having an influence probably on, you know, birth rates, because, you know, a lot of times people will wait to have kids wisely until they are married. There, there are statistical benefits for doing that. You know, children are less likely to go through all these horrible things if they grow up in a two parent married household. But if the the marriage, if the marrying age is being pushed back, so is the age of having children and then people running to, you know, menopause issues and not having enough time and that kind of thing. And beyond that, I think this article is going to start talking about why having children is becoming a less desirable life choice for individuals. And that's going to be even sadder to me, but because that's definitely not, um, I think that is selfish. I'm going to kind of agree with the Pope there. I think that is, I think that is selfish guys, not to, not to want to pass on what you've been given. Um, I think that's a, a passing on what you've been given is something that everybody should do. That, that's that's a growth mindset. That's how you pass things from one generation to the next. And, you know, there's no more real place that you can do that than in the life of your own child. You know, you can do that through adoption. You can do that through uh, mentorship. It's just really important that you do it somewhere. You know, you, it's really important that you pass on what you've been given to somebody younger than you. I mean, that's, it's kind of common sense, really. Uh, it's thinking beyond yourself. If you don't think that's happening, then I would kind of advise you to think about what you think the point of it being given to you is. Why do you think it was given to you? Do you think it was just given solely the wisdom and the, the time, the money, everything that's been given to you in your life, the investment? Do you think that's been given to you just to make your life better? So when you die, all of that is, um, served its purpose because I don't think that's true. You're designed to receive all of that, add to it, incubate it, and then pass it on. Pass it on to your children, pass it on to uh, those you mentor, pass it on to, you know, through foster care programs, child care settings, just anything, stewarding what you've been given and passing it to the next generation, I think is important. But anyway, uh, moving on with the article, it doesn't surprise Amy Blackstone, a, soci a sociology professor at the University of Maine and author of a new book, Child Free by Choice, The Movement Redefining Family and Creating a New Age of Independence. Wow, that book is basically, that book title is the exact opposite of mine. I mean, in every way. Child Free by Choice, The Movement of Redefining Family and Creating a New Age of Independence. I disagree with like everything in that title. So Child Free... I don't. Th I once again, I kind of lean towards the, that selfish side. Once again, I'm not saying if you if you if you can't have children, you're selfish. That's not what I'm saying. Obviously, there are reasons people can't have children. Um, some people can't literally, physically, cannot have children. That's it's, they had no choice in the matter. And obviously, I'm not condemning those people at all. Um, you can still pass on your what you've been given to the next generation in other means. You know, you can adopt. You can do foster care. You can mentor these kids. That's not what I'm saying. That all those things are great, and that's why you can pass on your knowledge. But Child Free by Choice suggests that, the title of her book suggests that you do have the choice and you're choosing not to. And that's kind of what I have a problem with. Um, and then the movement Redefining Family. Redefining Family, I think, is just, you know, a, uh, a masked way of saying tearing down the nuclear family and making single parent and um, two dad, two mom households a good idea. And that's just not a good idea when you look at the numbers. I mean, that's not 
what children benefit most from or adults benefit most from. It just doesn't help anybody. And then creating a new age of independence. I literally talk about dependence being a better uh, way of living, not codependence, but depending on other people, interdependence. Um, so literally that book is exactly the opposite of mine. Obviously, I would assume I would not like it at all. But anyway, on with the article. She and her husband, Lance, decided not to have children. Uh, she and her husband, meaning the author of this book, this book that I just uh, went on about, decided not to have children years ago after simply not feeling the pull towards parenthood. Red flag. Red flag. If, you, if you're not feeling the pull towards parenthood, first of all, that suggests that it, even if it's not appealing, that doesn't mean it's not the right decision. There are lots of things in life that aren't appealing that you should do out of moral necessity, okay? So saying that you're, I just wasn't drawn to be a parent. It, I just don't feel like I need to be. That's totally not an excuse. That has nothing to do in this, uh, with this conversation of is it selfish or not to refuse having children, okay? It doesn't matter how you feel. There is a, 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 there's a line. It is either selfish to avoid having children or it is not, okay? So I wouldn't bring the, um, I didn't feel that was necessary for me in the furtherance of my personal growth. Any of that plays no place, okay? Has no place in this conversation. I'm simply talking about whether or not it is right um, to refuse to choose to choose not to have children. Okay, and this article, I don't know what it, I don't even know if it's going to take an opinion. It's just kind of addressing the fact, kind of reasoning out why millennials aren't having kids um, and giving the reasons why they're not choosing to. So pretty interesting so far. Um, they check in, the husband and wife that it's talking about here. They check in with each other every year to make sure they're both still on board about opting out. Famous women who've also made the same choice include Ina Garten, Cameron Diaz, and Helen Mirren. I don't know any of those people, but I guess they're famous. For her book, Blackstone interviewed 70 child-free men and women and surveyed more than 700 about their experiences. She found that women still feel the burnt, still feel the brunt of the stigma. Men sort of get a pat on the back and there's more joking about, aren't you lucky that you dodged the bullet, end quote. Um, whereas women, for women, it's the, oh, you poor thing, I can't believe you're missing out on the more meaningful experience that a woman can have. You must be so sad and lonely. Well, there I do think she has a point. I, if if it's true that in her study here, most of the 700 couples, most of the men sort of got the pat on the back, aren't you lucky you dodged the bullet of having children? I think that's awfully wrong. Um, men should have children. They should want to have children. Uh, having children is great for men. Um, and any anybody that kind of says it's good for women and not for men, I would think is not looking at all the facts. Um, or just maybe doesn't hasn't had a good experience themselves. Um, because I mean, I can't wait to have children. I think it's going to be a great thing. I know my, my dad feels the same way. He's loved having children, um, and getting to pass on all that he's learned. So I, I just don't believe, I, I don't think this, of these 700, 700 adults that were interviewed, it's very sad to me that the dads were the one who were, um, almost sympathized with for not having children. That's not a good thing. I, that's disappointing to me. Um, but the women in here, in this in this study, the seven hundred adult study, assuming again all that that this is all legit, I'm assuming all of this uh, this study is legit. It looks like they were, you know, people said, "Oh, you must you're missing out on a more meaningful life experience, and you must be sad and lonely." Um, and I would say that's true, but it's also true for men. I wouldn't draw the line with women there. I don't see why there's a reason to draw a line with women there. Um, men were are also going to experience all the negative uh, effects of choosing not to have children. Is what I would think. 
Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode here are eight of her findings that that she did in this study of 700 adults um or in this survey of 700 adults number one many of the top reasons for skipping parenthood are especially true for millennials okay so she's going to say here that millennials are particularly Um, you know, out of all the generations, they're the one that's choosing kind of not to have kids. The cost of living and having a baby, we know that, oh, sorry, the cost of living and having a baby, we know that's a particularly difficult issue for millennials who are facing all kinds of college debt. Certainly having a child, certainly having a child has an impact on the environment. And I know there's a reason that millennials have have shared for their choice. Well, there I would just say debt is a choice, not a necessity. Um, the millennials that are now facing a lot of debt chose to incur that debt. Um, it's not like they didn't have an option. So I don't think you can excuse them for not having children just because they have debt. That's not, um, if that's where this article is going, I would disagree there, but, um, I don't know. I'm open to having my mind changed as always. For, remember, guys, feel free to reach out when I'm reading this stuff. Let me know what you think of the articles too. I, I, I'm telling you, I get to tell you what I think of them, but I want to hear what you think of them as well. Um, maybe you get something that I don't, or you get a perspective that I don't have on this this issue. So I would love to hear what you think. And again, you can reach out through our social media platforms. Or you can comment in the, a lot of times we'll put out polls on Spotify. If you listen to Spotify, you can answer those polls and respond to questions there. (laughs) Number two, many child-free people want to focus on the relationships they already have. Well, that initially seems like a noble desire, you know. Um, Blackstone says, this quote from a 44-year-old married woman resonated for me. Quote, I worry that if I had a child, I'd become a terrible partner because I'd be so focused on being a good parent. End quote. This doesn't mean that child-free people necessarily have perfect relationships or better relationships than parents. I'm glad she clarified that. But in my own case, I do recognize that I would be giving something up in terms of my ability to feel close with my partner and nurture that relationship. Um, I have heard a lot about this, um, about couples feeling like struggling after they've had kids to feel as close together as they once did. I have heard that, you know, Focus on Family's done a few things on that. I think um, I've heard a lot of couples kind of complain of that. Um, but I wouldn't say that's, um, I think it's important to remember that, that that's a very short season of your marriage. Once again, if you're in it for the long haul, you're in it for the lifetime, then the period of raising children is not the whole time that you're going to be together. So it's really a period of um, investing in the next generation through hard times, and you're going to have the rest of your life to feel close to one another. But once I don't think that it's necessary that you shouldn't feel close to one another w- during the time you have kids. Does that make sense? Because... I mean, my parents seem to feel very close to one another, despite the fact that they have kids. I don't know if that um, has, you know, 
is that if that's because their kids are older now or what, but I do think it's, it's possible. Um, my initial reaction to that, that statement is that it is possible to have a very, very close relationship and your relationship, um, you not, not suffer because you're having children. Um, I wouldn't think now it might naturally tend to happen that way, but I think you can, I always think you can take steps to fix things. I always think you can take steps to make things better. So I don't think, you know, avoiding having children is a good solution to, you know, always feeling the lovey-doveys for your partner. I don't think that's, you shouldn't say, I don't want to have kids because I always want to feel in love with my spouse. I don't think that's a good, uh, I don't think that's a good way to live because once again, that's, that's, uh, taking what you've been given all of the investment that your parents and those adults around you gave you as a child and saying, I'm not going to pass that on. It's going to end with me. I'm going to take all that I've been given. I'm going to use it to improve my own life. And I'm not going to do a darn thing about my child's life or the child of that daughter of that, of that homeless or of the child of that parentless. What am I trying to say? <laughs> so hard to say, or that I'm not, I'm not going to care about this child who's lost their parent. I'm not going to care about this young, young individual who needs mentored. I'm not going to care about my biological offspring myself. I'm just going to keep all that I've been given to help improve myself. I think that's selfish. I really do. Um, and then number three, she says it's not a selfish choice. Blackstone in 2015, okay, in 2015, Pope Francis said, the choice not to have children is selfish. So this has been said before by Pope Francis. Um, it's nothing new. He's not changed his mind in seven years. Um, if we're going to pull out the label, if we're going to put that label on the child free, then it's a label that needs to be shared across any group of people who've made a choice about the life they know is right for them. No, that's not correct. Um, that's not correct. Uh, because the Pope is saying that it's selfish not to have children because I would imagine you are again thinking about yourself. It's just the definition of selfishness. Um, and then Blackstone here is saying that anytime somebody said, this is what's right for my life, that any of those people are selfish. And I don't think that's true because, for example, I know that it's right um, for my life to get married. I know that it's right for my life to have kids. And I know that it's a, uh, a healthy thing for the general populace of humanity to do um, because I've looked at the numbers and people are happier. People are more whole. It produces positive fruit. It, it creates good things when you do that. It's an objective reality that investing in your family, putting time into your relationships before other things is a good idea. Getting married, having kids, those are good things for you as an individual. But beyond that, it's a good thing for um, those around you. So it's, I don't think it's necessarily, um, you know, just saying this is right for me. That doesn't make something good or bad. You know, you can hear wrong. You you can be wrong. It happens to everybody. Um, so I don't think you should just put... I don't know. Th th that really doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think you can say that at all. Um, back to the article. But isn't that what we're all doing? Even parents, if you ask them why they had children, would tell you that they wanted kids because that's the life they envisioned for themselves. Once again, that's wrong. That's assuming that parents only have kids because that's what they envision for themselves as individuals to improve their lives. That is selfish. You should have children. It's almost like this. the writer of this article is not thinking that it's possible to think beyond your own generation. You should have kids to invest in somebody else, to take what you've been given and give it to somebody else. That has nothing to do with how it improves your own life. It does. That plays no role. That, that That's not why people ha you should have children. It's about doing 
giving what God has given you to the next person. Raising a person who's going to, in turn, affect the world in positive ways. It's always about thinking about the next guy. That's what Christianity is. That's what having parents or having children is it or what it should be. And th- this this Blackstone article here is kind of suggesting that um, parents have kids just because they want to. And that, that that's not true. That and and if it is true, that's that's a poor reason to have children, I think. Um, well, not not that it's wrong to have want to have kids. I think that's great. But ultimately, your purpose is in having children is because it's right. You know. Um, yeah. On with the article. Alternatively, we can choose to abandon the selfish label and decide it's okay for people to make a life choice that's best for them, whether that be parenthood or non-parenthood. Maybe neither choice is selfish. I don't like what that's suggesting. Um, anyway, there's an impression that child-free people don't get back or aren't going to their, there's an impression that child-free people don't give back or aren't going to their communities or making a difference in the world. See, that's what I was talking about. So she's addressing that here. Frankly, nothing could be further from the truth. Well, I would like you to support that. We know from research that child-free, that the child-free are involved in their communities. They're about as likely as parents to volunteer so volunteer as in you know volunteer to serve the homeless and that kind of thing or volunteer to pass on life life-changing knowledge to the next generation i think there's a line there because you know service feeding somebody is one is a beautiful thing but um you know how many have you have heard the saying um give a man a fish and you'll fed him for a day but teach a man to fish and you'll fed him for a lifetime um there's a difference between helping somebody in the immediate moment and pouring into a child who will grow up and change the world with what you've given them. So I don't think volunteer covers it here. <laughs> you you can volunteer a lot and still be making selfish life, life choices. You can still be, um, you know, volunteering for the sake of the pat on the back feeling it gives you. I mean, there are lots of, and, and that doesn't diminish the good that you're doing, but what I'm saying is that I think it is a selfless, positive wonderful choice to have children and that it i feel i feel horrible for saying this for some reason but i do think it is slightly selfish to be so turned off to the idea of having children it really is um and i think and and i know people have reasons for that and i don't want to like um that's not i don't want to be insensitive to those reasons at all um but i'm just saying objectively speaking i think having children is an important thing that people should do um and and personally speaking even on a personal level i see people the people in my life who are older and don't have ch- children who chose to go an entire life without having kids uh or passing on their 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 knowledge to the younger generation in any way through mentorship or foster care or you know babysitting even <laughs> the people who have not done that are are very sad they're very very sad and i just don't want it, I don't want you to think that, you know, refusing to have children is good for you as a person because it's not. You're going to, I don't want to speak that over you or say that that's the only future you have, but I, I do think that choosing not to have children does impact your future for the worse, is what I would say. Um, and I'm sure there are people that disagree with me on that, but anyway, back to the article here. Number four, many child free people do like kids. Okay. I don't, I don't really see what that has to do with the moral choice of having children or not. But once again, um, a quarter of the free 
uh, child-free people I interviewed actually chose careers that require them to be involved and make a difference in children's lives. Many of them are teachers, social workers, and pediatricians. There are kinds of ways that child-free there are many there are all kinds of ways that child-free are engaging in kids' lives and making the choice to do that. Okay, so here she's saying that um they are they are pouring into the younger generation, which I think is great. That's that's what I think everybody should be doing. So maybe I can kind of get on board with her in that as long as you're doing that, you're not being selfish even if you don't have children. Um but th- then my next question would be kind of why do you not want to have children? If you enjoy doing that thing, those things, and you uh, think that that's important, why would you not want to do that with your own flesh and blood? Why would you not want to have children to invest in um, in the way that you do it with other people's children? I mean, um, I, I don't understand that. Um, you, once again, if you're if you're biologically incapable of having children, or there's some you know traumatic issue, I'm not slamming that at all. Please don't take my words to mean that. I understand that. There's nothing you can do about that. Do not feel bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about people who choose are completely capable of having children and don't. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if that is okay. Once again, all this is my opinion. Um, number five, child-free people don't have regret down the road. Well, that, I do not think that's not been my experience, but okay. I'm just going to take this lady's word for it or whoever wrote this article um, I forget the name off top. I'll have to go back and look at it. <clears throat> I have had family members who I know have been worried for me, but we should accept when people tell us they don't want to have children. Parenthood is a role that is best fulfilled when it's one that's chosen. That's true. Parenthood is a role that is best fulfilled when it's one that's chosen. Um, you know, begrudging parents aren't going to be as good as willing parents, obviously. Um, but I don't think that means that being... I don't, I, think, I don't think that has anything to do with, once again, the underlying moral question of is it right or not? Is it selfish or not to avoid having children? Back to the article. It takes a lot to be a good parent. So if somebody doesn't feel that pull, that's perfectly okay. That is not true. That, once again, goes back to personal feelings. You can have an aversion to, being, to starting a family of your own because you came from a dysfunctional family. That happens. Um, but that doesn't make it a good decision for you to not pass on your 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 knowledge to your children and have children um you know one of my favorite quotes says that if you came from a dysfunctional family make sure a dysfunctional family doesn't come with doesn't come from you and it's your job to build a whole family because you know you were close to the fire you knew the consequences it had on you not to be in a dysfunctional family and you know you might you might think by avoiding fam- having a family entirely, I'm preventing my children from um, experiencing the trauma that I did. Well, you're also preventing them from having a life. They don't get to choose to come into the world. That's you. Um, and I don't think that I don't know that that's right to deny to deny um, to deny somebody else a shot because you've had a, a past. I don't know that that's that's a good reason to. Not have kids. I really don't think so. But um, I understand being nervous. I'm nervous. Everybody's nervous about having kids. If you're not nervous, <laughs> you have a lot more courage or you're a lot more foolhardy than, you know, most people. But um, everybody's nervous. Everybody has things that they're going to do wrong. And it's okay to do those things wrong. You just do the best that you can. And you make conscious choices every day, every day to... Um, do what's best for your kids and for your family and, and give them all that you have. Literally just give them all that you have. Um, number six, child-free people are fulfilled and happy. 
When people say we are missing out on something, that's absolutely true. But I would also turn it around and say it's possible that parents are missing out on some aspects of the lives that child-free people enjoy. We can't do it all. It's impossible to have every life experience. So yes, we will miss out on some experiences, but I don't think that because that is true that it necessarily follows that we're unhappy. I'm very happy with my decision. My husband and I have a life that we love. <clears throat> you know, I listened to an interview by Jefferson and Eliska Bethke one time, and they had a couple who was, um, they are being rushed by their parents, you know, and their parents were obviously saying, I want to be a grandparent. When are we going to have grandkids? And I totally understand that. Of course, you can relate with grandparents. You know, they've waited all this time, and now they're, now's their chance to have grandkids, and they're just kind of waiting. Um, but the, but the, but, the, but they wrote into Jefferson and Alyssa Bethke saying we don't really we're not we're not really feeling having kids right now at all we don't really know if that's on the on the road for us in the future how can we tell them and um the Jefferson and Alyssa Bethke both kind of responded that um <laughs> they they really said why don't you want to have kids they really took it away from the they really changed the question from you know, asking for advice on how to tell grandparents they aren't going to become grandparents. They took it away from that and they said, why don't you, as potential parents, prospective parents, want to have children? What is it in you that does not want to have kids? Why is that a life choice that you think would influence your relationship negatively? Or like, why, why, why is that a thing? And I think that's a great question we should all put to ourselves. Why do I not want to have children? Why is it that that doesn't seem good to me? Because it is natural. It is natural. If you are in a, a, a blossoming relationship, a healthy, intimate, physically intimate relationship, children are the natural offspring of that. You would have to get in the way of nature, of the way God set up the world, to not have children. Why are you doing that? You know? I think it's a really important question for us to all ask ourselves. Um, love making makes babies. It's how it works. Okay. So if you want love making and you want the lovey-dovey relationship with your spouse and you're going to conscious, active, and you're proactively trying to prevent the natural consequence of that, which is children, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I think that's a great question we should all ask ourselves. But anyway, number seven, who will care for you in old age and won't you be lonely are questions for everyone. These are questions that we should be thinking about as we age, whether we have children or not. In terms of the child-free, many have been created as a nest egg to help... Many have been creating a nest egg to help them and be able to provide for themselves in, the, in, in their old age. As we're seeing more and more examples of the Golden Girls style living where older adults are sharing houses with each other. Okay, so this article is saying that instead of having children, you should be investing in some some outside external relationship that can take care of you when you're older, like a, a neighboring 14-year-old boy when you're 84, you know, uh, having him cut your grass and that kind of thing and run, run your groceries and that kind of thing. And I think that is beautiful, but why would you avoid, once again, doing that with your own children? Do you think they're not going to take care of you? And once again, if they are just stick you in, sticking you in a nursing home, then that becomes... Um, you know, and moving across country and not take meeting your needs when you met theirs when they were young. I think that's an issue on the child's part. Uh, I would obviously not agree with the child who does that, but um, 
yeah, I, I don't think I don't see why 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 invest in a relationship with somebody that can take care of you outside of your family when you could do it with your own children. Why not train your children to take care of you? I don't know. I don't, I'm losing you there. It's a mistake. To, uh, back to the article. It's a mistake to assume that having children means no one will have a person to care for them in their old age. Not not every adult child cares for their aging parents. Research shows. Yes, that's true, and that's very sad to me. I think that's very very sad. Um, back to the article. I would love it if we came to understand that the child-free have families. I count my husband and me as a family. That's beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. Yes, but the natural overflow of of that love in that in that context is a child it's it if you unless you get in the way that's going to happen probably and once again unless there's a biological reason that you can't get get pregnant i understand um yeah so i i think this lady or this blackstone it keeps saying blackstone i thought the person who wrote this was Powalski or something but anyway child-free families fulfill the same functions that families with children do. We create households as a safe space that provides an emotional connection and an opportunity to recharge. We engage in social reproduction, which involves anything that people do to help rear the next generation. For the child-free, that means being mentors and friends to children. So see, I love the way they ended that article because they talked about the people not having children um, Pass, uh, socially reproducing and passing on what they've been gil- giving to the next generation, um, you know, through mentoring and being friends to children and, you know, a, a healthy adult role models to children. That's a great thing. That's one of the reasons I chose to be a teacher is I'll have the opportunity to do that every day. I think that's a gorgeous, beautiful, amazing, morally correct, upright thing to do. Um, so I like that they ended the article on that. My question, once again, at the end of this article, my question is, and once again, they didn't really take a stance. They did kind of take a stance on them. Um, they said it was. They tended to be more on the side of it's not selfish to avoid having children. I tend to be on the other side. I tend to be on the side of uh, it is. It is selfish to not have children. Why are you? Why are you getting in the way of that? Because that's going to be a natural thing that happens if you're in a healthy marriage. Is children are going to come. So if you are, you know, remaining on birth control or um, contraceptives for like your entire life and you're fighting that i don't understand why you're doing that um because the reasons i think you would give the reasons i think i would give for doing that it would be selfish reasons for me you know i want to i want to i don't want to have the responsibility of raising a children i don't want to be cleaning dirty diapers i don't want to um do all this these these things these inconvenient things um and i think for me to say that for me that's selfish I don't think that would be a good way for me to live. Uh, I think it's important that I pass on to my own biological offspring um, and not avoid that just because it would be inconvenient or, you know, just because I didn't feel it. I'm not feeling like being a parent. That would be wrong for me to say. That would be wrong for me to say. Because it's not a matter of I feel like doing this or not. It's a matter of this is right or this is selfish. Which one of those is it? That's really all that matters. Um, Yeah. But the question I would leave you with today is really just if you are so against having children in your mind that, you know, you just can't imagine that in your future, ask yourself why. Why is that? Is it like an issue of your past? Um, You have a childhood baggage? Um, Are you, you know, only thinking of yourself and the inconvenience that you'll have to go through? Are you, is it, uh, is it an actual, is it like, I don't think I'll be able to physically get pregnant? Like what, what, what is it? And, you know, depending on the answer to that question, I think that's where it's selfish or not. That's where it's either 
the choice to have to not have children is either selfish or it's not selfish depending on your reasoning there um but yeah guys i've done my best to answer this question it's a really hard one i it's not really i'm not really answering it either i'm just sort of reading a bunch of things people have said and giving you my thoughts i would love to hear you do the same and once again thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to i really really appreciate it be sure to subscribe remember if you subscribe you get access to twice the content that you do now so at, we're coming out we're trading uh we're kind of alternating one subscriber episode one free episode one subscriber episode one free episode so when you subscribe you get access to double the content you get access to readings poetry, uh, short stories, all kinds of uh, article readings that I'm going to be doing. Um, you're going to get double the double the content. Remember, that's only $5 a month. Be sure you're not even going to notice that disappearing, okay? And it supports a, con- a cause that you care about if you love listening to this show. So thank you for considering doing that. As always, thank you so much for listening to this show. It, it's, it's an honor to be in your ear. It's an honor to be in your ear and entertaining you and um, speaking to you. So I hope you guys enjoy all that we've got coming up for you and we will talk to you in the next episode.